just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hope your day is going well. I still got a little bit of this cold hanging on. I'm kind of in the latter stages of the cold. The sickness, the tiredness, that's all gone away. But always the last thing to leave is the congestion. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to go into detail about my congestion, but it's the last thing to go, so I still sound a little funny. I might have to cough here and there, and I'm looking forward to this be gone because it's a pain in the ass to deal with. So as you're listening to this podcast right now, I'm about 95%, not quite 100%, but I'll try to put in that extra effort and try to make up for that missing 5%. You know, we've heard the audio recordings with House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy talking about using the 25th Amendment to uh, take Donald Trump out of power. He also said that he was planning to talk to Donald Trump about resigning regarding the, the impeachment proceedings that were coming soon. Now, it first came out in a report in the news, and of course, Kevin McCarthy spoke up and said, I never said those things. But of course, the recordings came out and exposed Kevin McCarthy for who exactly he is, a big fucking fat liar, saying one thing to the American public and then something else behind closed doors to his colleagues. Now, this caused a serious hit on McCarthy's credibility. I mean, if you've got a politician, you know all politicians lie. The real offense here is he got caught lying. Politicians don't often get caught red-handed, but Kevin McCarthy did. Kevin McCarthy tends to fuck up a lot. You know, he's not the sharpest guy. He wants to be the Speaker of the House, but I just don't see that happening. First of all, I don't see the Republicans taking over the majority in the House, and even if they did, it's probably not going to be Kevin McCarthy. Now, instead of dressing the situation seriously, what he did in that situation was he blew it off, said it was blown out of proportion. Clearly, he doesn't have much respect for the American public. Apparently, he doesn't mind lying to the American public, nor does he mind the American public knowing that he lied. But in all honesty, what else could he do? He was clearly wrong. He was caught red-handed. And uh, these people, and I'm talking about politicians in general, will not step back and own up to anything. They'll just act like it didn't exist, kind of like the insurrection. We've got thousands of people attacking the U.S. Capitol. People are injured. People are killed. Police uh, officers are being injured by the hundreds But still, these Republicans want to say, oh, it never happened. It was no big deal. It was a big scam for them. They knew exactly what happened, but they were trying to change the narrative. And that's something I'll talk about later in the program. Well, now more tapes came out. They were just released yesterday. And remember what I told you? 
Every day we're going to see more evidence, more bombshells, and it's going to be over and over again until we get the televised hearings, and that will be the kill shot, as it were. And this could extend all the way through uh, midsummer, late summer, maybe early fall, because, of course, the uh, midterm elections are in November, and people in this country are dumb enough to forget anything. So it's important that the Democrats keep it in front of their face up until the time they have to decide to vote. Now, in these new tapes, McCarthy was expressing his concern that there were House members who were inciting violence against other House members. For example, uh, Mo Brooks said on January 6th, we are taking names and kicking ass. Matt Gates was calling out other House members, saying they were anti-Trump or whatever the hell he was saying. But they were concerned that this was going to cause possible violence against their own members. Now, on the phone or in private, they were saying, we can't have this. This could be illegal. This should not be happening. We can't be responsible for our own people getting hurt. We've got to get them to stop doing this. McCarthy even at one point said, can't they take their Twitter accounts away from them? In fact, I think he made a call to try to get this thing done. I don't know, what do you call Mr. Twitter? the uh, predecessor of Elon Musk, and say, yeah, you should cancel these guys. They're causing us trouble. Kevin McCarthy was frustrated and concerned about what was going on. But to the public, McCarthy said nothing. As far as we knew, he supported all these people. There were no penalties or admonitions. The only time he's ever gotten mad at anybody in the House of Representatives is when Madison Cawthorn (laughs) talked about orgies and cocaine. Everything else tied to insurrection, overthrowing the government, lying to Congress, all those things didn't matter. He wasn't interested in holding them responsible for that. But the weird thing is, is when you hear these recordings, it sounds like he did have a sense of what was really going wrong, and he had some moral compass. But to the public... And in his actions, he did absolutely nothing. This is clearly a problem for McCarthy, the House of Representatives, for the Republicans, and for that matter, this country. When you have politicians that are so flagrantly going against the grain, having no moral compass, this is a big problem. And the big problem for Kevin McCarthy is, is they've got two sets of recordings out there, and they are damning. They are embarrassing. They are troubling for the Republicans, particularly Kevin McCarthy. Now, the book this is coming from comes out next week. And these tapes are to help promote said book. So what that means is there's going to be more tapes. At least one more set of tapes just before the book comes out. I can guarantee you this, but there may be two sets of tapes coming out. And every time they are going to be embarrassing to Kevin McCarthy and or some other members of the House of Representatives. It's kind of funny. 
I have to think that Kevin McCarthy knows this, and he's hanging there on a precipice of losing all credibility. I will have to say, Republicans aren't known for listening to shit. So it's hard to say exactly what kind of damage has actually been inflicted to uh, Kevin McCarthy. Will he not have a shot at the House uh, uh, Speaker of the House job? As I've said before, I don't honestly believe the Republicans will win the majority in the House. I just don't believe that's going to happen. So whether or not Kevin McCarthy is Speaker of the House is a moot point. But should they get a majority in the House, some other people are talking about Elaine Stefaniak, who is another piece of shit. I mean, either way, whoever we have as Speaker of the House, should that happen, we're not in a better situation. Let's be honest, there are very few Republicans that are decent, honest, and are trying to fight for our democracy. Save for Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, all the rest cannot be trusted. The important thing here is that uh, the outcome of what happens here is really on us. They can do all the things they want to do, confuse things, pass laws, suppress votes, uh, gerrymander, whatever they want to do. But if we as a people step up, step out, and go vote in mass, they can't stop it. They just can't stop it. They tried very hard to stop 2020. They had the Russians helping to try to win the election for Donald Trump, and even that wasn't enough. And why? Well, because 81 million people voted for Joe Biden. The numbers were just too big. No matter what little thing they want to play, if the numbers are big, the Democrats will win. Our only problem, of course, is that uh, midterms are known for having poor turnout. Well, we have to turn that around. We have to understand that our very lives and our very democracy depend on it. And as much as you were scared enough to come out and vote against Donald Trump, You need that same kind of energy for 2022. It'd be unprecedented, but you need it. Otherwise, a lot of things are going to go by the wayside. Now, we know that John Ossoff, let's go to Georgia and talk about the Senate race. We know that John Ossoff beat David Perdue for the Georgia Senate seat, which gave the Democrats the majority in the Senate. It was a horrific pounding for the, uh, by the Democrats on the Republicans. They still can't get over that. Of course, Donald Trump and some other folks have tried very hard to overturn the election there to give it to Donald Trump. But this Senate situation is untenable for them because as long as they had majority in the Senate, they had some power. Now the only power they have is a filibuster because they're the minority in the Senate. And I'll be honest, the the filibuster has been formidable. They've been able to stop a number of things. That's why when we go out and vote, we've got to make that that, uh, majority in the Senate much bigger. We need to take out relevance of Christian cinema and Joe Manchin. We need a few more Democratic senators in the Senate. Now, after David Perdue lost 
to John Ossoff in the Senate race in Georgia. Donald Trump harangued and pushed David Perdue to run for governor of Georgia against incumbent Brian Kemp. Now, honestly, Perdue did not want to do this. He wanted to be a senator. He wanted to stay a senator. But Donald Trump had other thoughts. And, of course, all of these trump just do nothing but obey and kiss Donald Trump's ass. So he decided, okay, I'll do what Donald Trump wants, and I'll run for governor against his better judgment. Now, David Perdue is endorsed by Donald Trump. You have to remember that. So it's not surprising that in his speeches, David Perdue talked a lot about the big lie, election fraud, and how the election was stolen. Now, this causes problems for the Republicans, because as much as Donald Trump wants him saying those things, Mitch McConnell knows that these crazy conspiracy theorists are going to work against the Republican Party. Now, what we're seeing here with Brian Kemp and and David Perdue is a primary, a Republican primary, and whoever wins that primary will go on to run in the general election. Presumably, it will be Brian Kemp. But David Perdue is trying real hard to be that Republican candidate for governor of Georgia. Now, the main reason that Donald Trump wants David Perdue to run for governor is because he hates Brian Kemp. He hates him because Brian Kemp refused to go along with Trump's efforts to overturn the election in Georgia. Even though Brian Kemp is a Republican and had no authority to overturn the election, Donald Trump thinks he did. Donald Trump pressed him to do that, but Brian Kemp refused to do that. As I say, he is a Republican but he's not so deep into the Republican Party, caught up in the conspiracy theories and the bullshit, he wasn't going to do something that's flat-out illegal. So what Donald Trump does, he endorses crazy-ass David Perdue to run for governor. Unfortunately, the polls show that Brian Kemp leads David Perdue 53% to 27%. It's not looking good for David Perdue, which is probably fine for David because he doesn't want to be governor of the state of Georgia. But he doesn't want to uh, appear to be a perpetual loser either, so he's kind of caught in the middle. We are going to see a lot of this in November. Trump keeps endorsing these crazy-ass candidates who will more than likely lose the races. This will weaken Trump's grip on the Republican Party. He is, uh, his relevance is slipping away. And it goes back to what I was saying with Mitch McConnell. They all want to support Donald Trump. They want to kiss his ass and do whatever he suggests. But <laughs> they don't want him endorsing these crazy motherfuckers. I mean, it's one thing to endorse a Republican. But people are now seeing all the crazy shit, the conspiracy theories, the lies, the insurrection. And the vast majority of the public understands this, recognizes it. And when they see somebody popping up like Donald Trump or similar in their speech, 
They're not going to vote for that some bitch. Certainly not the independents. Certainly not the Democrats. And some of the Republicans are going to say, ah, that's a bridge too far. We don't need more of that. I've already been embarrassed enough. So this is a problem for Mitch McConnell, the Republican Party, and Donald Trump wants to prove how he's this kingmaker. Anybody he endorses will automatically win their race. Now, that's not been so much the truth as of lately. Certainly wasn't true with David Perdue running for the Senate seat in Georgia. Donald Trump endorsed him there, too. I think the Republicans, as much as they seem very confident that they're going to win the midterms, they're also very nervous because they're getting a bunch of crazies as candidates, and that's going to be a problem. Think what you will about the midterms, but I believe it's just these types of things that make me believe that uh, the midterms won't go real well for the Republicans. I just don't see it. But we'll watch. We'll see what happens. And, of course, I'll keep you posted as to what's going on. Well, there are more problems for Madison Cawthorn, that punk-ass piece of shit. We're talking legal and not political at this point. For a second time, Madison Cawthorn has been cited for trying to bring a firearm through an airport security checkpoint. The gun was a loaded, loaded Staccato C2 9mm semi-automatic. Now, I don't know guns. I don't know what that is. I presume it is a uh, pistol or a handgun. The weapon was found by TSA security screeners in his bag at the checkpoint. Cawthorn was cited for a misdemeanor and released. The thing that that he was cited for for the uh, same thing in February of 2021. So you mistakenly go to a TSA checkpoint with a gun. You get cited for it with a misdemeanor. And then a year and a few months later, you do the same fucking thing again. I got to be honest with you. If I was stupid enough to have a gun in a bag when I went to a TSA thing and I honestly didn't remember it, but I get a ticket for it and I get harassed for it, I'm not doing that again. Next time I pack my bed, I'm going through it, through every inch of it to make sure I don't make that mistake again. But that's not the case with Madison Cawthorn. It could be a mistake once, but twice it's just fucking stupid. Then there were these photos that surfaced. (laughs) It showed Cawthorn wearing women's lingerie. Apparently was at some fun party where the girls dressed him up in women's lingerie. Now, there's a lot of people out there that uh, dress up in women's lingerie or, or dresses or whatever when they get drunk, and it's a joke, and they all do this stuff. And even if they do it because they like it and that's what they wanted to do, that's fine, too. The problem here is that Madison Cawthorn is one of these fucking idiots that is highly against the LGBTQ community. He will work against them at every fucking turn. Yet, this is what he does. Oh, and don't forget about his driving problems. 
just re- recently in his home state of North Carolina. He was stopped and cited for driving with a revoked driver's license. His license was suspended because of previous traffic violations, including um, speeding, maybe reckless driving, some other things. So he got enough tickets that they took his license away. But Mr. Forget About the Important Things gets in his car with a revoked license and decides to drive again. And that's not enough. Do stupid shit, speed, and give the police a reason for pulling you over. Now, I got to be honest. In my younger days, I had a few too many tickets. I didn't have a revoked license, but uh, when I had those tickets, and I knew if I got another ticket, I might have some serious trouble. Whenever I got in a car at that point, I was extremely careful. The last thing I wanted to do was get pulled over by the police. I wasn't so arrogant and thought that I could do absolutely anything, and I don't care if they pull me over. Because it doesn't matter if you're a representative in the House of Representatives or just some kid down the street. If you're involved in a traffic violation, you're going to get a ticket. You get enough of them, you're going to go into jail. You're going to get your driver's license suspended. But apparently that didn't bother Madison Cawthorn. He's an entitled fuck, as we know. And uh, he got caught again. It seems strange that you have a man in the House of Representatives, and I use that term man loosely. He's there representing the people of North Carolina, and this dumb fuck can't even keep his personal business in order. Among other things, Madison Cawthorn is quite simply a fuck-up. He's a 26-year-old kid acting like a 16-year-old kid. Now, I have a son that's 28 years old, and if he behaved like this, even though he's not a minor, I would straighten his shit out, Um, because somebody's going to have to bail this kid out at some point. Maybe he thinks he has so much power as a representative um, of North Carolina, but clearly he doesn't have enough clout not to get pulled over, not to get questions, not to get a citation, not to get a misdemeanor. So he's just not getting it. And some people will say to me, yeah, but he's just a kid. And I'll agree with you. He's just a kid. He's 26 years old. I've been 26 before. I thought I knew everything. And now at 62, I look back and know I didn't know jack shit. And I can assure you that Madison Cawthorn at this point in his life doesn't know shit. When you're in your mid-20s, you have more testosterone than you do intellect. And that testosterone sometimes overrides your intellect. Now, with Madison, I'm not sure it's testosterone, but it's, it's entitlement, arrogance, and stupidity. He doesn't think twice about it. He thinks he's immortal, that he's, he's never going to have a problem. Which is interesting because, you know, of course, he went through a um, tragic crash and left him paralyzed. He's in a wheelchair. You would think you'd learn something from being involved in situations that might be your fault or because of your negligence. And that maybe you'll learn something and maybe you're more careful later on. But clearly that's not the case with Madison Cawthorn. 
honestly, here's a kid that's 26 years old. He's in the House of Representatives. That's impressive. That is damn impressive. However, he's got all these problems. Tickets, revoke license, weird pictures coming out. He's got the ire of Kevin McCarthy because he happened to mention the orgies and the cocaine use amongst the politicians. This guy is a walking disaster waiting to happen. He's only fucking 26 years old. I mean, think about the politicians we know that have imploded. They were in their 40s, 50s, 60s, even their 70s. Madison Cawthorn is 26 years old. He's also being looked at for the insurrection. He could go to jail for some of the things he's done there. And at the very least, he might be put in a situation where he can never run for elected office again. That's one thing. If you're 65 years old, you can say, fuck it, I retire. But Madison Cawthorn's got a lot of years ahead of him. If he can't make it in the House of Representatives and he has to leave in shame, what the fuck is he going to do? Oh, sure, he might be able to go to Fox News for a while. He's a good-looking kid. He talks loud and fast, which is perfect for Fox News. But other than that, there isn't much of a future for Madison Cawthorn. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Well, there's part of me that is really embarrassed in taking time to talk to Mike Lindell. Back in the old days, you might say, I wouldn't waste tape on him. But this is 2022. There is no tape anymore. It's all digital. You've got an infinitesimal uh, amount of space you can talk about anything you want. So we're going to talk about Mike Lindell briefly. And frankly, the only reason I talk about him is because he makes me laugh. He's a joke. He's a fucking buffoon. Well, Mike Lindell keeps pushing the goalpost back as to when he'll release this earth-shattering evidence of election fraud. He's like the boy who cried wolf. Oh, it's coming tomorrow. It's coming next week. We've got a telethon. It's going to be there. And never once... Is there any shred of evidence? We have seen nothing from him that suggests anything he says is true. Now, Mike Lindell recently appeared on the Steve Bannon War Room podcast. Lindell was striking out at right-wing media outlets that were ignoring his new crusade. Yeah, he was screaming about Fox News, OAN, Newsmax, and the like. Now, Lindell's latest crusade is to get all of the nation's voting machines pulled from operation. You know, he claims those machines are the thing that stole the election from Donald Trump. That is the reason why he's being sued by Dominion for $1.6 billion. The interesting thing is, when I heard him talking, he said, we got to get rid of these things. It's all coming out. It's going to explode. It's going to shatter the earth. He can't wait to tell you. Can't tell you now, but I'm going to tell you sometime. That's a common phrase we hear from him. And you know what? Mike Lindell has another system that can replace it, a good system, one that's not uh, crooked or criminal like he claims the Dominion machines to be. Well, isn't that ironic? 
Mike Lindell would have a line on a new voting system for the entire country. It sounds to me like he's trying to fund these lawsuits that he's going to lose. I mean, grifters got a grift, and that is what Mike Lindell does. He wants to get rid of all the voting machines and replace it with his special voting machine system so he can make a ton of money. Well, that's not going to happen. It's not going to fucking happen at all. Bannon asked why the right-wing media was giving him nothing but crickets, why they weren't talking to him about this shit. Lindell said, Fox, I believe they're just traitors to the country. And I believe Newsmax are cowards. Simple as that. Cowards and traitors. Traitors and cowards. (laughs) But realistically, it has to do with the fact that none of Lindell's lawsuits so far have been successful. He promised he would get the Supreme Court to hear his cases, but it never happened. He's promised large amounts of evidence, but we've never seen a shred. Now, of course, if you are a media outlet, whether you be right wing, left wing, or in the middle, you got a guy that keeps coming on making claims that never comes true. Well, you have to think twice about whether or not he should be on the show. He's becoming a joke. He's a buffoon. He's a loser. He is buddies with Donald Trump, but, of course, Donald Trump is a buffoon and a loser, too. Not to mention the fact that uh, Fox News is also being sued by Dominion for $1.6 billion. They can't afford to have on any of this phony shit, these lies, these conspiracy theories. They can't afford to have them on their network because they're already in all kinds of trouble over this. And Mike Lindell is this big, goofy, doofy piece of shit who comes on and might have at one time been good clickbait or good television because he is so goofy. You can only lie to the American public and lie to the media so many times before people just don't believe you. Bottom line is that Mike Lindell is a buffoon. He's an idiot, a fool, and a charlatan. Apparently, even the right wing has a bar that you can't fall under. Yeah, even the right wing has no interest in Donald or in uh, Mike Lindell and his premises for this election fraud. It's really funny to watch all these people who still claim election fraud, and you say to them, "Well, how come no court case has found?" that you're correct. And they'll say, well, they never even looked at it, and they'll make up some bullshit. The fact is, is every case they brought to court, the judge said there's no case at all and refused to let them go to trial with whatever claim they are making. I drove by Mike Lindell's uh, headquarters. As I've told you before, his headquarters are about 15 minutes away from me. And I've been going back and forth with the idea of doing a TikTok out in front of Mike Lindell's headquarters. I'm wondering if somebody will come out and stop me from doing it. The only reason I don't do it is because as I watch TikTok and I keep uh, scrolling, 
I keep getting these people that are in the process of taunting cops, trying to teach them a lesson. And while it's interesting in this audit process with the cops, I've seen it once, twice, three times, five times. That's enough. I don't need to see the same scenario 20 times over. It gets fucking boring. But whenever I go by Mike Lindell's headquarters, it looks like any other building. It looks like there's some cars there, so maybe some work is being done. And when I think about it, I feel very badly for the people that work for Mike Lindell. They're just trying to earn a living. My guess is Mike Lindell doesn't pay them very well. And given that he doesn't pay them very well, they don't need this other bullshit that's going on. Mike Lindell pretty much submarining his own business. Now, if he wants to go broke and lose all his money, that's good. But he's got a lot of good people, presumably, that work for him that are going to end up losing their jobs because their boss is a dipshit. I kind of feel sorry for those folks, unless, of course, they are solid Trumpers and right behind uh, uh, Mike Lindell. If that's who they are, fuck them. I don't care what happens to them. They deserve what they deserve, and it will be soon coming. Mike Lindell can't keep doing what he's doing. He just doesn't have the wherewithal to do it. Yes, he has a lot of money, but not unlimited money. So eventually, with these lawsuits and these constant failures in the media, people are just going to laugh at him, take all his money, and he's going to be nothing. I picture Mike Lindell ending up much like I picture Donald Trump ending up. At one point in their life, they had money, they had power, they had standing. And all of that is going to be taken away. And these people, these narcissists, won't have a fucking clue as to what to do when they don't have all the privileges that they once had. They're going to be just people, actually less than the average people, because not only will they not have money, power, or standing, they'll be shamed by the rest of this country. We've only seen just the beginning of what's going to be exposed by the likes of Mike Lindell and Donald Trump. When it is all exposed, they're going to be hard-pressed to find a friend any fucking where. So, <laughs> we'll keep an eye on Mike. I hate talking about him, but he's such a dipshit. Sometimes it's funny. All right, next up. We've been hearing about the text Mark Meadows released to the January 6th committee voluntarily. Um... And in some of those texts, we're seeing now just how far the Trump administration went to push lies about the insurrection. Now, if you see these guys talking in public in the media, they go, oh, nothing happened here. No big deal. But when you see what they're doing behind closed doors and how they're texting, they know they fucked up. They know this was bad. And now it's just trying to figure out a way to change the narrative, bamboozle, hoodwink, and gaslight the American public so they believe the bullshit they're trolling out. Well, it's not working, of course. Now, in these texts, there are those that are frightening, damning, and even absolutely fucking embarrassing to the Republican Party. The Republican Party is taking a lot of hits because of this, and it's not going well. 
There are texts sent by Trump's campaign advisor, an all-around dipshit. You've seen him on TV a number of times, and he's a fucking absolute dope. His name is Jason Miller. And um, the things that Jason Miller texted appear to undermine Trump's claims of election or election fraud and how the Republicans plan to deflect, distract, and divert blame from Donald Trump. So by writing what they wrote, they basically admitted there was no election fraud. They've decided, okay, it is what it is, but now we've got to protect Donald Trump, so that means we need to lie. Now, that's not to say Miller held any moral high ground when it came to pushing Trump's conspiracy theories. He certainly did. And here's one of the tweets he sent to Mark Meadows. It's kind of a long one, but I will, uh, I'll read it to you and see what you think. He writes, Jason Miller writes, Call me crazy, but ideas for the tweets from POTUS. Apparently these came right from Donald Trump. Number one, bad apples likely Antifa or other crazed leftists infiltrated today's peaceful protest of the fraudulent vote count. Violence is never accepted. MAGA supporters embrace our police and the rule of law, and you should leave the Capitol now. That was the first suggestion. Number two was fake news media who encouraged this summer's violent and radical riots are now trying to blame peaceful and innocent MAGA supporters. Oh, my goodness. This isn't who we are. Our people should head home now and let the criminals suffer the consequences. So they knew what was going on. They understood what was going on. But the funny thing is, Donald Trump never said any of those things. Well, he might have said the first parts of all of those things, but he never told them to go home. He did kind of placate them at the end and told them he loved them and all this stuff. We need peace. But, you know, that's a couple, three hours after the fact. That's after he sat and watched and giggled inside the White House. That's after he'd been getting barraged with texts and personal visits with people saying, dude, you got to do something. You got to do something to stop this. And he refused at every turn. When he did finally come out and talk, it was nothing like what was written here. He was just basically saying, I love you for what you did. Probably shouldn't do it. But if you want to keep doing it, go ahead. Just keep doing it. Donald Trump wasn't very sincere when he was talking about the uh, talking about the treasonist, the terrorist, the insurrectionist going home. You see, what you have to understand is while all these people are saying you got to stop the violence, you got to stop the violence. He didn't want to stop the violence because what was going on was exactly what he had hoped for. He knew he was desperate in this situation. The likelihood that he would be put back in the presidential Oval Office is slim. But he thought he'd take one last shot and he would use his fans to try to muscle their way into the uh, Capitol and... um, get Donald Trump somehow put back in place. What they didn't plan for is there was no legal option to put Donald Trump back in office. What they didn't plan for is Mike Pence refused to 
avoid certifying the election. He did certify the election. That's what made Donald Trump mad and got all these people going out to hang Mike Pence. Donald Trump thinks he's smarter than everybody else. And he's not. He's, in fact, dumber than everybody else. He thought there was going to be a way to game this system, that even though he lost the election by a substantial amount, he thought he could create some chaos, create some uncertainty, uh, create some mess where he could either delay the certification of Joe Biden or totally get around that certification and get back in office. Well, that's not a realistic idea. That wasn't going to happen. That never was going to happen. And for him to think that is pretty childish and stupid. And it didn't. Now, talking about childish and stupid and one of Donald Trump's best friends. In fact, he loves this guy. North Korea, North Korea leader Kim Jong-un, or the guy called the Weeble. Remember those back in the old days? Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. He's kind of shaped like a Weeble. Well, Kim Jong-un issued a speech saying that he was accelerating the manufacturing of nuclear weapons. He also threatened to use those nuclear weapons against Western countries if provoked if provoked. Then he went and held an extravagant parade, a very uh, pomp and circumstances situation, showing off all their ICBM weapons, the nuclear weapons. He was really out to impress that day. And all I can think is, oh, is poor little rocket man not getting enough attention? Somebody send him a couple of cases of little Debbies. He'll calm down after that, poor thing. The Ukraine war is stealing all its thunder. My goodness sakes, alive. Now, here's a fucked up narcissist as well, Kim Jong-un. That's why Donald Trump and he got along so well. Donald Trump is the only U.S. president to go meet with Kim Jong-un in North Korea. He kissed Un's ass gave him exactly what he wanted. Kim Jong-un wanted attention and credibility. That's what he's looking for now. we got a big war going on in Ukraine. NATO's involved. Russia's involved. And here's little Kim Jong-un in this shithole country. North Korean says, Oh, by the way, I got nuclear weapons, and I'm ready to use them against the West if they do anything wrong. Well, here's the problem. No other president recognized him because he's a nothing dictator in a nothing country. Acknowledging him just gives him power. Kim Jong-un, that's all he wants, is power. He can't get it in real terms because, as I've said, his country, the economy is shit, the people are treated badly. Yes, he's got some nuclear weapons, but really what he wants is is attention. Now, let me explain something to you. And it may be a difficult situation. Them having nuclear weapons is not the same as Russia having nuclear weapons. The only limiting factor 
to them using nuclear weapons is, of course, that Southern or South Korea is right next to them. So anybody attacks North Korea, they could have a serious impact on South Korea, too, because um, they're on the same island. And that's always been the big issue. We are friends with South Korea. South Korea is a democratic country, or at least close to a democratic country. But here's the deal. If Kim Jong-un decided to threaten or actually shoot off a nuclear weapon, chances are it wouldn't work too well, because that seems to be the standard fare for North Korea and their little tests and trials and things. But assuming it does work, it'd be interesting to see what he tries. Because at that point, every NATO country, America, and maybe even Russia, would uh, make them a fucking grease spot on that fucking island. The only thing that might hold them back is South Korea. But, you know, to be perfectly honest, the NATO countries wouldn't even need nuclear weapons to wipe out North Korea. Yeah, they'll threaten to shoot them off and whatever, but they're so far behind us. There's got to be some fail-safes to stop them before they press the button. Uh, North Korea is a pain in the ass. Kim Jong-un is a pain in the ass. Right now, nobody's worried about Kim Jong-un. Nobody's coming to visit him. Nobody's his buddy. Nobody's afraid of Kim Jong-un because we've got bigger fish to fry, meaning Russia, Ukraine, and the NATO countries. So he doesn't like not getting the attention. And maybe he thinks because the U.S. is focused on Russia, this is a time when America's weak. Well, Kim Jong-un, you probably need to think that over a little well, or a little better. Because as much as we might be focused on Russia, we're not in a war with Russia. We're providing a lot of weapons and money and ammunition and such. But if you want to stir it up a little bit, America and some of the other NATO countries, like I said, could make you a fucking grease spot where you're at right now. Now, as I said, what you may want to do, Kim Jong-un, because you look like you're kind of an eater. Now, people will say, you can't fat shame him. Yeah, I fucking can. I'm not in the best shape either. I'm overweight. So given that I'm overweight, I can legally make fun of other people who are overweight. Now, I would never do that unless you were a fucking evil dictator that's threatening a nuclear bomb. Then I think I got carte fucking blanche, okay? If you disagree with me, don't care. I'm still going to do it. But I'd like to make a little recommendation to, uh, to Kim Jong-un. When you get those couple of cases of little Debbies, I would go with the Swiss, Swiss rolls. Those are fucking awesome. I've eaten my fair share of Swiss rolls. Not anywhere where my wife could see me eat them because that would be stopped quickly. Has to be those days I'm in a gas station. Wife's not around, a little hungry. Grab a Swiss roll. I'm telling you, Kim Jong-un, it'll settle you right down. Get yourself some Little Debbie Swiss rolls and you'll be fucking fine. One of the things that troubled me most about this country is how many people are stupid. I've said that before. How many people are so enthralled with themselves, they only care about themselves. 
and we're dealing with tons and tons of what is essentially children looking for attention, trying to grift power or money. They act like children. They act like um, petulant children. How do these people get in these positions when they behave this way? It makes no sense to me. It says something about our country and about our world. When we look to leaders, these are the people we elect. That's a sad commentary on this country. That we can look all around and we find these people and make them our leaders and then we're surprised that they're idiots, they're criminal, they're corrupt, they're fucking children. This is one thing we need to fix. We had a child as a president. We have children in Congress. It is it is a sad state of affairs. I mean, we've got Madison Cawthorn, 26 years old. He can't even maintain a driver's license. And these are the people that are supposed to be leaders. I tell you what, I think one of our biggest problems is that all the leaders we have are not, in fact, leaders. We've made some poor choices. We should find some real leaders who understand the job of being a leader. Because there's so many people here that it's just about arrogance and self-aggrandizing and self-enriching that they don't have time to be fucking leaders or do the job and serve the public. I had no idea how many of these people were out there in public office, not until Donald Trump came into office. When they got sucked into all the conspiracy theories and the bullshit and they support a guy who's clearly a criminal, a liar, and incompetent. It tells you a lot about people. It tells you all they care about is themselves, their party, and they don't give a damn about the people of this country. This is the one change we've got to make. We've got to get these fucks out of positions of power. They have no business being in positions of power. It's like it's <laughs> it's like going into a first grade class in one of my wife's former classrooms and deciding to make all these first graders members of Congress. It sounds a little ridiculous, but when you think about the things they do, how they do it, and why they do it, it isn't so far off of grade school children, and it's a sad state of affairs. A lot of things we have to fix, but we need to make better choices for our leaders because we are not doing well at this point. All right, we're going to wrap up the Rational Boomer podcast. I want to thank you very much for spending time with me again I implore you to send me questions, comments, complaints, whatever. You can email me at rationalboomer at gmail.com or you can go to anchor.fm, find the Rational Boomer podcast, and leave me a voicemail message. I hope you have a great day. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.